Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com as well as rate, review of iTunes. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم أما بعد Dear brothers and sisters in Islam السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Today inshallah we'll continue our Sirah session and today we're gonna start with the seventh session of this Sirah program Last time we met we talked about the beginning of the public preaching of da'wah and the attempt of Quraysh to uproot and stop and prevent this da'wah of Islam uh, from prevailing. And we did talk about the first attempt they tried to do is uh, after they realized that Rasul became under the protection of his uncle Abu Talib. When Abu Talib declared that uh, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is under his protection so nobody can mess with him so Quraysh from the first attempt they tried through sending delegations to Abu Talib to break this protection to come to a point where they can let Abu Talib leave alone his nephew in which they can get him and kill him in which they can get to him and kill him. And we have seen that all of, their, uh, all of these attempts, they failed. And the last attempt we talked about, or one of the attempts is when they came to our Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and in, in a form of a threaten, they told him, they came to Abu Talib and they told him, if either you give up your nephew so we can deal with him, or we will fight both of you until one of the both teams, us or you, vanish and finish. Then Abu Talib came to his nephew Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he started talking to him in a tone that Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam thought that that Abu Talib is going to give up his protection. Then Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam said a firm and decisive statement a firm and decisive statement that will not let any doubt that Muhammad sallallahu no way to give up this message. When he said, Wallahi ya ammu, law wada'u al-shamsa fi yameeni wal-qamara fi yasari ala an atruka hadha al-amr ma taraktuhu hatta yudhirahu Allah aw ahlaka dunahu by Allah, O uncle, if they put the sun in my right hand and the moon in my left hand to leave this message, to leave the matter of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I will never leave it until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it prevail or I will die in the attempt. Or I will die in the attempt. Quraysh at that time, 
they were not trying to break the protection between Rasul himself and uh, between himself and his protection. Quraysh also, they were trying to break the protection of any member of the block of the Sahaba. And if we look at this incident with Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, if you look at it, if you look at him, you could say he was the second man in this block. The block of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu anhu, he was in a line, uh, he, he took from uh, Ibn Abi Dughunna, one of the famous people of Mecca, he was in his juwar, and the juwar, he was under his protection. So, Ibn Abi Dughunna, he declared that Abu Bakr from now, he is under my protection, nobody can mess with him. And it was known that Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu, he used to recite Quran in his house. And the narration says that his voice is very strong, and he cries when he reads the Quran. So when he reads the Quran, the neighborhood, the neighborhood of Abu Bakr Siddiq anhu, they hear him. And because of the Quran and the way, uh, the style of the Quran, it was attractive to the people. They want to come and listen and see. It's completely different than the style they used to see in terms of poetry or something else. They used to come and listen. They used to come and listen. And then, time by time, the circle around Abu Bakr's house starts growing and more people start coming. So Abu Bakr Siddiq he did like an expansion to his house and he built a masjid and people start coming and coming. So this become what? This become like a, a public activity. It become a public activity which is what? Which is against the rules and the regulations and the law of Quraysh. So this is not acceptable. Abu Bakr Siddiq, Abu Bakr Siddiq is doing that and this is not acceptable. What do we do? They cannot go and deal with Abu Bakr. They cannot go and stop and insult and hit Abu Bakr. Why? Because he is under the protection of Ibn Abi Dughunna. So they went to that man and told him, listen, if you want to keep your juwar with this man, you must inform him that to stay inside of his house, to go publicly in the streets of Mecca and announce and read this Quran and this message of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa this is not acceptable. This is against our laws. This is against our system. This is against our way of life. This is not acceptable. If he wants to recite Quran inside his house, we, can't tell him, we cannot tell him anything. But to go outside and publicly read and recite Quran, that impacts and affects the people around him, that's not acceptable. Then Ibn Abi Dughunna went to Abu Bakr Siddiq anhu, and he told him about this. Now look at the response. The response of a great man. As we said, you could say he was the, he was the next, the second man in the block of a Sahaba, a Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He did not listen to this demand of Quraysh and he let go the reciting of Quran. No. He told Ibn Abi Dughunna, if that bothers you, from tomorrow, go and announce in the society of Mecca, announce that I am no longer under your juwar. I don't want this juwar that will prevent me from reciting and reading and conveying the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Ibn Abi Dughunna went and he broke this juwar 
based on the request and the demand of Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu. So it was not against Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It was this attempt to break the, 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 the wall or to break the, 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 the connection and the link between the Sahaba and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi and the protection. It was again, again it was also with, with the Sahaba and with the block of the Rasulullah sallallahu Now we said the Rasulullah sallallahu he said that decisive statement which is which is clearly saying that I'm not gonna give up this message of Islam. We would like to stop a little bit about this. And let's just think about this statement. If we look at the status of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the status of Quraysh, and if we did a simple comparison, if we compare the status of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam with the status of Quraysh in uh, from a number perspective, the number of, 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 of the Sahaba and the block of the Sahaba compared to Quraysh is nothing, few. And if we compare the materialistic equipment in terms of materialistic equipment, of course, Quraysh is more and more advanced. Quraysh altogether is more advanced than Rasul and than his tribe. And he said that statement, if they put the sun in my hand, right hand and the moon in my left hand to leave this message, I will never leave it. He said that statement thinking that he lost his protection and support from his uncle. So he's talking about himself only. So somebody might, we, 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 come, we come up with this question, with this big difference between Muhammad وسلم, and Quraysh. We may ask this question, where Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam get this strength to challenge the whole society of Mecca, the elites of Quraysh, the power of Quraysh? What he is, what is he depending on? Who is behind his back? Based on what he faced this challenge of Quraysh? Where he get this confidence? Where he get, where he, where he get this, this, this confidence? How come a single man, if we compare like materialistic thing, he cannot defeat Quraysh, materialistic perspective. He cannot defeat Quraysh, he cannot stand in front of Quraysh, yet he declared it that he will never leave this message. And this message is not just, as we said, an individual religion. No, he was challenging. He was mocking their, 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 their gods. He was mocking their, and insulting their, their way of life, their, their idols, their forefathers. He was addressing heavily and criticizing and cursing their life, their way of life. And at the same time, he is challenging the people of Quraysh. Sometimes in our societies, in the Muslim world, for example, when we see somebody, okay, he's talking with with full confidence, he's very confident that he's going to achieve these objectives. And, and you know our societies, how, how, how they are. The first question that comes, or the first statement that comes in our mind, we say, you want this man, he must be supported. He must be like backed up. He could have some relatives in the government. He might have a minister. He might have a prime minister. He might have a member in the parliament. He can't just say that to challenge the government and do all of these things unless he knows that his back is supported. There is some power behind him. 
But when you look at, the, at Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what was that power? What was that strength? From what? From where he gets this? If we go back in this seerah, and we look at the first ayat that was revealed to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Surah Al-Muddathir and Surah Al-Muzammar, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayuha al-Muddathir, qum fa'andhir, wa rabbaka thakabbir. Here's the trick. He's relying on a power. Wa rabbaka thakabbir. Glorify, magnify your Rabb. When you are going to, to face a challenge, you have to believe deep in your heart. You have to believe deep in your heart that this power that exists on this earth, the whole earth, the whole earth, and the whole systems on this earth, including the state of Quraysh, including the empire of Romans, including the empire of Persians, including the east and the west, including the whole universe, yet you have to realize that the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is greater. And this power is with you. You see, with this belief, with this statement, yes, one man could change, could change the face of the world. One man could change, could change the society of Mecca and any society else. وَرَبَّكَ ثَكَبِّرْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put it in your mind and believe in it. You have to believe that this is a fact that when you come across a challenge, yet there is a greater power than Abu Jahl, than Al-Walid ibn Mughira, than Al-Akhlas ibn Quraysh, than the all elites of Quraysh. This power is the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you have this, you could move. And nowadays, nowadays, for the Ummah, the Muslim Ummah that is seeking a change and facing all of these challenges and all of these plots against this, yet we have to believe deep in heart that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is greater than the earth and all the powers on this earth including the, including the power of the east and the west because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also to emphasize in this in Surah Al-Muzammil he said وَذْكُرْ إِسْمَ رَبِّكَ وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا Remember the name of Allah the name of your Rabb remember always the name of your Rabb and devote yourself to him completely. Who is this Rabb? What is the characteristic of this Rabb? What this Rabb that I am going to devote myself to? Who is he? What's his characteristics? What his feature? Rabbul Mashriqi wal Maghribi La ilaha illa huwa fattakhidhu wakila That is the Rabb of the East and the West. The East and the West, there is no ilah but him. Fattakhidhu wakila Take him as your support, take him as your reliance, rely on him, depend on him. Rabbul Mashriqi wal Maghrib means he is the Rabb, he is the creator, he is the sustainer of the whole universe. If you face any challenge, this challenge is within this universe. If any power stands against you, it is within this universe. universe. It's within the ownership of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The oceans, the sun, the moon, the rivers, the mountains, everything. The power of the United States, the power of the Soviet Union, the, the Russia, the, the power of China, the power of Korea, the power of those tyrants that exist in the Muslim world nowadays, they are within, within the east and the west of this earth. It is under the ownership of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He could move it the way he wants. Believing in this, believing in this and depending in this power will definitely 
give the strength. It gave the strength to Muhammad وسلم, and it will give the strength to anyone who is seeking the change on the footsteps of Muhammad That's why. That's why Muhammad وسلم, had that strength. That's why Muhammad وسلم, had that power. That's why Muhammad وسلم, he was very confident even though he was alone. He was very confident that I am relying on a power, on a strength that will never let me down. Why? Because it's the owner of the whole earth. And Quraysh within this earth. Persia within this earth. Romans within this earth, within this Mashriq and Maghrib. The current powers who are plotting against Islam and Muslims everywhere, they are within this, the range of this, of this east and, and, and west. So they cannot stand against the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided to give you the victory and make you victorious and make you victorious. So this is very important to realize and study and go deep in the seerah of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and to understand why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was getting this strength. Why Muhammad sallallahu was able to face all of this challenge? Why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was able to stand firm in front of all of these atrocities in Mecca until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make him victorious and make him ruling and putting the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the right place. In the right place. That's why the attempts of failed. As we will see through the history, through the, the seerah, we will see that even Quraysh, they were trying to make Muhammad to give up his deen. We will see that they are the one who started giving up, you know, their, their, their challenge, little by little. Why? Because they have seen a strong, solid person in front of them. That's, not, that's, no, that's no way that he will give up his deen. Now, Quraysh, after that, Quraysh are moving into another step. Another uh, attempt to stop this message of Islam. And if we go back to the seerah of, of Rasulullah, we see that after, like, after the revelation and after the public preaching of da'wah, uh, after that, by four months, Quraysh and Mecca is going to open their market for an international conference, which is the pilgrimage. And a lot of people, they're going to come to Mecca. So that was a very big concern to the people of Mecca. And after the, the, you know, the, 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 the Islam, after the spread of Islam in Mecca, as we said, Islam was spread in Mecca to the point that people are talking about Islam. So they wanted to come up with a solution. What do we tell those people when they come to Mecca? What we are going to tell them? What do we go? What are we? What we are going to label this man, this man, in front of those people so he cannot get, he cannot get to them and then convince them with his message? Or how are we gonna be like remove this shame that we are feeling because of this message of Islam? So where they go? They go, if you will, to the big guy, to the master, to the elite, if you will, to the prime minister. If you will, you can name him to the head of the intelligence, to the head of the security forces, to the, to the head of the, you know, all of these departments. 
to the Prime Minister, to the Minister of Interior, name him Al-Walid ibn al-Mughira, he has the answer. Let's go and talk to him. Let's go and ask him, what should we say to the people when they come to, uh, uh, to Mecca? So they approached him and they told him, we came to you and we are about to accept and get and, 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 and open the doors for the pilgrimage to come to Mecca. What is your recommendation? What do you think? What do we say about this man? And we have to come up with one statement. And all of us has to say the same statement. Otherwise, things will be confusing. Then Al-Walid told them, why don't you tell me what do you think? And then we can discuss. Talk and I am listening. So the first thing they said, نَقُولُ كَاهِنْ Let's say that he is a, a, a soothsayer, uh, kahin. Then Al-Walid said, لَا وَاللَّهِ مَا هُوَ بِكَاهِنْ He said, by Allah, he is not, he is not a, a, a soothsayer. For he has not, you know, he doesn't say the statements and the wordings and the murmurings of, and the rhymings of the soothsayers. He is not a kahin. Look for something else. Then they said, let's say he is a majnoon. Why don't we say that he is a majnoon or he's been uh, possessed by jinn? Then Al-Walid replied right away and said, no, he is not. There is no insinuations, insinuation and strange to that state of mind where he detected. We do not see, we do not see any of these signs of being possessed by jinn. Look for something else. Let's see. So the, in, the, in, in, in this discussion, now what they are trying to do? They are trying to spread a false propaganda about the one who is carrying this message. Let's create a false propaganda about this man. When the people come and listen to this false propaganda, then they will, be, they will back up. They won't talk to him. They will stay away from him. They will stay away from him. So he, here they are trying to think of something that makes sense. And all of what they proposed to Al-Walid ibn Mughira because he's the one who knows very well the status of Muhammad Sallallahu And he knew that what he was reciting is nothing but Quran. He knew that. He knew that. So he was telling them, we need to look up for something that makes sense. So Kahin doesn't make sense. Majnoon doesn't make sense. What else? Then they said, نَقُولُ سَاحِر Or uh, before that, نَقُولُ شَاعِر Let's say, or so they suggested to say he is a poet. Then Al-Walid ibn al-Mughira said, no, he is not a poet. For we know, we know poetry in all of its forms. We know all the forms of poetry. Therefore, what he says is not poetry at all. It's completely different. Then they said, what if we said that he is a sahar? Let's say that he's practicing what? Practicing a witchcraft. Then Al-Walid said, no. We have not seen, we have seen the, the magicians and their witchcrafts, and he never been involved in such practice. We cannot say this. Then they gave up. All right, give a, tell us, what, 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 would, what should we say? 
What should we say? What should we talk to the people? How do we address the people and give them the statement about this man so the people will run away from him? Then he said, Wallahi inna liqawlihi lahalawa wa inna asluhu la'adhq wa inna far'ahu lajunah Then he said, these words that he says are very sweet, very beautiful, and they are very fruitful. They are very fruitful. Then he starts thinking. When he thinks and he uses his mind, always the result comes as, this is Quran. No, it, it can't be anything, anything else. Every time he thinks and use his mind and look at the words of Quran and compare it to the poetry and to the kahin and to those to those people no way this is Quran it, it's not it's not the it is not the word of the humans it is the Quran it is the haqq but what do we see so he starts thinking and thinking and thinking then he starts what doing an estimation what is the closest description that we can give to this man then he said, doesn't he separate because of his message when the people believed in him? Doesn't he separate between the man and his wife? Doesn't he separate between the man and his son and his brothers and sisters? They said, yes. Then he said, well, this is very close to what? To the magician. Let's call him magician. Let's call him magician. Then right away, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed Quran, revealed Quran that describes the status of Al-Walid ibn Mughira when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, ذَرْنِي وَمَنْ خَلَقْتُ وَحِيدًا وَجَعَلْتُ لَهُ مَالًا مَمْدُودًا وَبَنِينَ شُهُودًا وَمَهَّدْتُ لَهُ تَمْهِيدًا ثُمَّ يَطْمَعُ أَيْ أَزِيدٍ كَلَّا إِنَّهُ كَانَ لِآيَاتِنَا عَنِيدًا سَأُرْهِقُهُ صَعُودًا إِنَّهُ فَكَّرْ وَقَدَّرْ فَقُتِلَ كَيْفَ قَدَّرْ ثُمَّ قُتِلَ كَيْفَ قَدَّرْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Leave me to deal with whom I created lonely. I will deal with this man. I'm going to deal with him. This is the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Here where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, here where Rasulullah is depending on this power. I will let me deal with this man lonely. And then bestowed upon whom I created lonely, I, I, and I then bestowed upon him all means of, you know, of, of, of resources and sons. And I made his life is very smooth. Yet, yet, he wished to give him more. Yet, he wished to give him more. Kalla, never. He was so stubborn towards our ayat. إِنَّهُ كَانَ لِآيَاتِنَا عَنِيدًا إِنَّهُ كَانَ لِآيَاتِنَا عَنِيدًا سَأُرْهِقُهُ صَعُودًا Then he will be punished. إِنَّهُ فَكَّرَ وَقَدَّرَ He was thinking. He was thinking. And thinking, then he start estimated. فَقُتِلَ كَيْفَ قَدَّرَ May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala perish and kill him the way he did his estimation. Then again to emphasize on this ثم قتل كيف قدر then he may be perished 
and be killed and insulted the way he did his estimation. Then he looked around himself. Then he gave that impression of coming up with, you know, the solution. Then he said, In هذا إلا سحر يؤثر. This is nothing but magician. This is nothing but magician. So this is the, this is the second attempt of Quraysh to create the false propaganda about the, not the message itself, yet about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Look now. Last week, or two weeks ago, now they are talking about what? They are talking about something called Geneva II in Syria, in which they are forcing and they want to force the people of Syria to go over there and sit down and talk and come up with what so-called political, political solution, in which they will protect and preserve the regime of Bashar al-Assad. In the preparation to this, Lavrov, what he said? He said, we have two choices. Either we keep Assad as is, and that is the best choice. That is the best choice for who? For the East and the West. Or, if the regime of Assad collapses, then who will take over? Radical movements. Why is that? Because there's people in Syria are calling to establish Islam. They are calling to the same message, for the same message of, of Rasul that he was calling Quraysh for. And that message of Muhammad bothered Quraysh too much to call him Kahin, magician, insane, majnoon. Nowadays, nowadays, anyone who's calling for the same message, what they call him? Terrorist, radical, fundamentalist. Anyone get closer to those people who are calling for establishment of the system of Islam and to establishment of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what do we call them? How do we make the people away from them? How do we make, create a barrier between them and the people? Let this, us give them all of these names. Exactly, brothers, the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. What Quraysh called Muhammad sallallahu Those people, they are calling anyone any group, any people, any attempt, anything that's going toward establishing the Islamic way of life, they are the, the, the Islamic way of life, they are not necessarily calling them kahin, but they're calling them radical, fundamentalist, terrorist, and all of these names. Exactly the same thing. This is what, this is what the status of Quraysh with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and that was the status of the people nowadays. Now, Quraysh, with this meeting with Al-Walid ibn Mughira, they came up with, the, with this title to give Muhammad وسلم, the title of being magician. Yet there is another attempt. And that attempt is what? That attempt is to get the false propaganda about the message itself. So we will talk about this man as radical, terrorist, fundamentalist, kahin, majnoon, poet, poet, poet. Now we want to give, a, we want to give something about this message. In Sirat ibn Hisham, ibn Ishaq says that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he used to sit in al-marwa. 
close to Al Marwa with a Ghulam, a young man, and he was Christian and his name was Jabr. His name was Jabr and he was Christians. Then the people of Quraysh, they want to use this incident to label the message of Islam with something else. And they said, Wallahi, ma yu'allimu Muhammadan kathiran mimma ya'ti bihi illa jabrun al-Nasrani. That, you know what? Let's talk about this message. Let's spread this message. You know who who's teaching Muhammad the, all of this Quran and all of this, you know, magicians that he's coming up, with, coming up with? There is a young man, his name is Jabr. And we see Muhammad, he was sitting with him. He was sitting with them. Again, the response come from where? From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَقَدْ نَعْلَمُ أَنَّهُمْ يَقُولُونَ إِنَّمَا يُعَلِّمُهُ بَشَرٌ لِسَانُ الَّذِينَ يُلْحِدُونَ إِلَيْهِ أَعْجَمِيٌّ وَهَذَا لِسَانٌ عَرَبِيٌّ مُبِينٌ We know indeed that they say, that they say, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows indeed that, they say, it is a man that teaches Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's there is a man that teaches Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Here's the challenge that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That the tongue that they are referring to, the man who is who are who they are referring to, referring to Ajami. Ajami he is foreigner, means he does not speak Arabic. Wahada, this Quran is what? This is an Arabic tongue. This is an Arabic language. So how come? How come that man who does not know Arabic, teaching Muhammad sallallahu these ayat and these verses, the verses that was challenging you, that the elites of you, the professionals, the expertise in the Arabic language, they could not come up with a surah. They could not come up with a surah. Now you are saying this man is giving him, this man is teaching him these words of, uh, uh, these, uh, these words, that's impossible. That's not realistic. That's not acceptable. Another incident, and this incident came with who? With one man, his name is Anadru ibn al-Harith. Anadru ibn al-Harith. Now they start like looking for another tools and techniques. What's this technique? Okay, this man, another bin Harith, he used to travel a lot. And he used to visit the Persians and the Romans. And he used to listen to those, you know, old stories that does not make sense about the kings of Persia and the kings of Roman. So they told him, listen, we need to give the people some alternatives. Let's have some, some another man, some another another people to come and talk to talk about the stories of the old you know he's talking about Musa about Isa about all of those stories about the previous uh, nations let's get another ibn al-Harith he's very famous in this let's go and get him and let him talk to the people so we may you know we may take the people away from Muhammad and listening to Muhammad so this another ibn al-Harith uh, he said, okay, that I came to the people of Quraysh and I started talking to them. 
And I talked to them about the stories of Rustum and the stories of the kings of Persia and the stories of the Persian nation, the old, old stories. And then he said, Wallahi ma Muhammadun bi ahsana hadithin, hadithan minni. Wallahi Muhammad, Muhammad, he's not, he's not, he's not better than me. You see, he's talking about like the old nations and old people. I'm talking about the old people. I am better than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And then he said, وَمَا حَدِيثُهُ إِلَّا أَصَاطِيرُ الْأَوَّلِينَ اِكْتَتَبَهَا كَمَا اِكْتَتَبْتُهَا فَأَنْزَلَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى فِيهِ قُرْآنًا Then he said, all of what he says is أَصَاطِيرُ الْأَوَّلِينَ It's like tales of Asians. Very, 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 very old Asians that he's telling you stories about old nations. I give you the stories about old nations. Again, the response comes from where? From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَقَالُوا أَسَاطِيرُ الْأَوَّلِينَ اكْتَتَبَهَا فَهِيَ تُمْلَى عَلَيْهِ بُكْرَةً وَاصِيلًا And they say, tales of ancients, which has been caused to be written to him. And they are dictated before him mornings and evenings. Mornings and evenings. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ أَنزَلَهُ الَّذِي يَعْلَمُ Here, the response. قُلْ Say, tell him. The one who revealed these ayat and verses. قُلْ أَنزَلَهُ الَّذِي يَعْلَمُ السِّرَّ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفُورًا رَحِيمًا The one who revealed all of these ayat and verses is the one who knows the secrets of the samawat, the heavens, and the earth. And the earth. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed again to, in another ibn al-Harith. إِذَا تُتْلَى عَلَيْهِ آيَاتُنَا قَالَ أَصَاطِيرُ الْأَوَّلِينَ When we recite the ayat and the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on him, he says, it is the tales of ancients. The tales of ancients. And نَزَلَ فِيهِ وَيْلٌ لِكُلِّ أَثَّاكٍ أَثِيمٍ وَيْلٌ وَوْ To each sinful dealer in falsehood. أَثَّاك A true liar. That guy, Al-Nadr ibn al-Harith. يَسْمَعُ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ تُتْلَى عَلَيْهِ ثُمَّ يُسِرُّ مُسْتَكْبِرًا كَأَنْ لَمْ يَسْمَعَهَا فَبَشِّرْهُ بِعَذَامٍ أَلِيمٍ He hears the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he turns away from them with arrogance, as if he does not hear them. Then what? فَبَشِّرْهُ بِعَذَابٍ أَلِيمٍ Then give him the news about a severe punishment. A severe punishment. Again, false propaganda about the message of Islam. Nowadays, if we look at it, indeed, as they say, the history repeats itself. The history repeats itself. When when we talk about when when we talk about when we talk about the solution for this ummah is to go back and rule itself by Islam and to go and take the model of Islam and to take the model of a Rasul. By establishing what? The Islamic State. Or by establishing what we call it and what it's, what it's, it's known in Islam as the Khilafah. What they tell you on the news now, and especially nowadays, heavily, every, almost every, every once in a while, every, every week, you will find a program, you will find a, a report, you will find something talks about Khilafah. And the statement that they give about Khilafah that this Khilafah is the tale of ancients. This Khilafah 
it is not applicable nowadays. This Khilafah was applicable only at that era, at that time. It was suitable for the time of Umar al-Khattab and Abu Bakr al-Siddiq and Uthman and Ali. It is only good for that time. Nowadays, we are living in a modern life. If we come and apply this Khilafah now and this Islamic state and this Islamic system nowadays, this will be Raj'i. Raj'i means you are going back in those tales of ancients. You are going back into the, the tale of ancients. You are going to take us back, where? Back to use the camel and the horse and the cow and all this stuff. You are against, and you are against the advancement of what? Of technology. This is against the advanced, the advanced, uh, the, the advanced, the advancement of the modern life. Khilafah and Islamic system, it goes back to the tent and the desert. It's not applicable nowadays. This is exactly like the statements of Al-Nadru ibn al-Harith at that time. Al-Nadru ibn al-Harith at that time. What is the purpose of this? The purpose of this is to create a barrier between the people and this message of Islam. To create a barrier between the people and whoever call for Islam as a, as a way of life. And whoever call for Islam to be established, to be established again and re resume the Islamic way of life nowadays as Rasulullah established in, in, in Medina. Exactly the same thing. There is no difference between what Al-Nadr ibn al-Hadith said and what all of the current media talk about Islam and Muslims. Be it calling them with all of these names or be it calling the message of Islam and the system of Islam as it is the tales of ancients, old, not, not applicable. It won't be, it's impossible. It's impossible to implement and build up a system that was suitable only like 1400, 14, more than 1400 years ago. More than 1400 years ago. And again, this attempt of Quraysh failed. This attempt of Quraysh failed, and then they changed their style to a very dangerous, a very dangerous technique, a very dangerous tool, a very dangerous style. And that is the style of compromise. Okay, we tried to talk about him, give him like names that did not work. Because people, they used to come like the story of Al-Tufayl ibn Amr al-Dawsi. Al-Tufayl ibn Amr al-Dawsi, one, one time he came to, to Mecca. And Abu Lahab and the people of Quraysh, they met him, you know, on the entrance of Mecca. Saying the statement that they agree on with Al-Walid al-Mughira. When they heard about Al-Tufayl, they said, well, this is a smart man. We, we have to make sure that he does not meet with Muhammad at all. So they came to him and they started talking to him that... We have a crazy man who came up with something that is shameful. His name is Muhammad. And he is being under the effect and the influence of magician. So be careful that you do not talk to him. You do not get closer to him. So this man, Al-Tufayl ibn, uh, uh, ibn Amr al-Dawsi, he said, they keep talking, talking, talking until they, sca they scared me. So I had to put the cottons in my ear to make sure that I don't hear this message. I don't hear this message. It happens nowadays, really. 
Don't talk to those people. Those people are talking about Khilafah. This is crazy. This will take you to nowhere. If you talk to the people who are calling for Islamic State, you will be against, you know, the, the, the governments and the intelligence and everybody will be against you. And you might lose your job. You might lose your family. Don't get close to them. They are very dangerous. Don't listen to them. They have, a, they have wrong statement and wrong understanding of Islam. They don't understand Islam. Islam is, is what? Islam is to go to the masjid, to pray, to fast. Good, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen. But to take this one outside the masjid, this is not acceptable. You will be in trouble. You will put yourself and your family under jeopardy. Exactly that, what, what, what Al-Walid said, a separation between the man and the, and the, the a man and his wife. If you go and, and, and talk about Islamic state, Islamic way of life, then you will find yourself separated from your wife. You will be in jail for a couple of years, for many years, and your wife will divorce you. Your kids will no, be like, will, no, will, no, will no longer be with you. Exactly the same statements, the same thing. Those people, they kept talking to Tufail until he was so scared, so he put the Qurfus, which is the cotton in his ear, in his ears, and he said, I don't want to, I want to make sure that I don't get affected by the magic of this magician. Then he went to make tawaf. He, he went to make tawaf around Kaaba. Then he said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he wanted me to hear the truth. He Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he wanted me to hear the haqq. So somehow he heard some of the verses of Quran. And then he said, I am a smart man. Innani rajulun nabib. I am a smart man. I know what is poetry, what's good, what's bad. And this is no way that this is poetry. So he insisted to go and meet with Muhammad sallallahu and he embraced Islam. So all of their attempts, all of their attempts, it failed. It failed. Now they come up to, they come to a new attempt. That attempt is very dangerous. This attempt is the compromise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran says, What do law tudhin fayudhinun? What do law tudhinu fayudhinun? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says in, in, in this ayah, they wish that you compromise. Compromise means all what they are looking for is to give up a little bit from your deen. And if you give up one thing, that means down the road you will give up all of your deen. If you compromise on one thing, you will compromise on the rest. Like what happened in Palestine. In Palestine, they compromised on a little bit. Now, what happens? They are doing negotiations in not, in, on a less than maybe 20% of the land of Palestine. And still they want them to give up more and more and more. This is a fact. This is a fact. They want from Muhammad to compromise. Or they want from Muhammad to be pragmatic. Be pragmatic. Listen, the status in Mecca cannot be changed. 360 idols in Mecca, we cannot move them. We cannot remove them. You have to accept the reality as is and live with it as is. What they did, Ibn Hisham says, the elites of Quraysh, when they were sitting in their nadwa, in their parliament, where they sit and talk and discuss, they said, why don't we go and call Muhammad and talk to him? And let's propose something to him. He might, you know, he might leave this deen. He might stop calling for, for, this, for this message. 
Then Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa when he heard that they want to talk to him, he came fast. He was rushing. Thinking what? Thinking that they changed their mind and they want to embrace Islam. As if he, he was very worried about them and he wanted them. He wanted the khair for them. He wanted the good for them. So when Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa came to them and they uh, sat with him, they told him, Inna wallahi ma na'lamu rajulan. What we do not know. Any man in Arab. He brought something to his people as what you brought to your people. About the message of Islam. You cursed our ancestors, our forefathers. And you have insulted our religion and our way of life. And you have cursed our gods. And you mocked our way of life. And you split our community. You made like division among our community. You, there is nothing bad. There is no bad thing left except you brought it in our community. فَإِن كُنْتَ If you are bringing all of these, all of these talks and ayat and verses, if you bring this one for the purpose of being rich and wealthy, we will collect money for you. And we will make you the richest person in Mecca. وَإِن كُنْتَ وَإِن كُنْتَ إِنَّمَا تُرِيدُ إنما وَإِن كُنْتَ إِنَّمَا تَطْلُبُ بِهِ الشَّرَفِ فِينَا فَنَحْنُ نُسَوِّدُكَ عَلَيْنَا If you want, if you are bringing this and you are seeking to be like honorable in our community, in our society, we will make you the leader. وَإِن كُنْتَ تُرِيدُ بِهِ مُلْكًا مَلَّكْنَاكَ عَلَيْنَا and if you, are, if you want the kingship, we will make you the king. And if that you are coming up with is, is nothing but what? But a, 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 if you are like being like possessed by jinn, if you are insane, if you are sick, then we will go and get the best physician to make you and to cure you. Look, this is very painful. Look at the painful that Muhammad is going through. He is calling them for Islam, to rescue them from the hellfire, and to make them the leaders of the Arabs and non-Arabs. And look at the response, and look at their response to him, sallallahu alayhi wa Then he said, ما بما تقولون بما جئتكم به أطلب أموالكم ولا الشرف فيكم ولا الملك عليكم. This is not my objective. This is not what, this is not why I, this is not the purpose of this message. I don't need your money. I don't need to be like the master on you. I don't want to be like the king on you. ولكن الله بعثني إليك رسولا وأنزل علي كتابا ولكن الله بعثني إليكم رسولا وأنزل علي كتابا وأمرني أن أكون لكم بشيرا ونذيرا فبلغتكم رسالات رب رسالات ربي ونصحت لكم 
It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who sent me to you as a messenger with the book, which is Quran. And he commanded me to be what? To be your Bashir and Nadir. To give you the glad tangents and to be, to be like the warner. To be your warner. And I convey the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to you. And I advised you. If you accept this and you take it, فَهُوَ حَظَّكُمْ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ وَإِنْ تَرَدُّوهُ أَصْبِرُوا لِأَمْرِ لِأَمْرِ اللَّهِ حَتَّى يَحْكُمَ اللَّهُ بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَكُمْ If you accept, then it's your great luck in this dunya and the hereafter. And if you do not, I will be patient on the matter of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala judge between me and you. Until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala judge between me and you. In another narration, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was doing the tawaf around Kaaba. Then he met with who? With Al-Aswad ibn Abdul Muttalib and Al-Walid ibn Mughira and Umayyah ibn Khalaf. And they told him, listen, listen, why don't you, why don't you worship our gods one day and we will worship your gods another day? If we see that our gods are better than your god, you follow us. And if we see your God is better than us, our God, we will follow you. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed, Tell the people of the people of the disbelievers, I, I do not worship what you are worshipping. I'm not gonna worship what you are worshipping. They are telling him, let's go, let's let's sit down, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's be like in the middle. Let's let's meet. Let's come up with political solution here. Why you have why you have to overthrow the whole regime? This whole regime cannot be thrown away. Be pragmatic. Be realistic. Be, be pragmatic. Be realistic. Accept the reality as is. This reality cannot be changed. How are you gonna change this? How are you gonna change this society? That's impossible. Nowadays, the division among the Ummah, that's impossible to be removed. The borders between the Ummah, that's impossible to be removed. Be pragmatic, be realistic. The change cannot happen. You have to accept the solution that comes from Geneva too. You have to accept the reality. Even if this man killed more than 150,000 people among his people, you have to sit, with, you have to sit down with him. It, you see, nobody, nobody, nobody's winning there. You have to accept the reality as is. What you are talking about to change the regime and to bring up Islam, that is a dream. You cannot change it. So why do we have to keep like talking about each other and insult each other and you know fight each other and do all of these against each other? Why don't we sit? This is, you know, this is, this is what, what, the make, what, what, what makes sense. Let's sit down, let's talk. Forget about this Islam. Do you want, if you are looking for to be like a minister, who will make you a minister? You want to be a prime minister? That's fine. We will make you a prime minister. Are you willing to be like a member in the parliament? We will make you a member in the parliament. 
Are you looking for a certain prestige in the state? We will give you this certain prestige in the state. But don't talk about Islam. Don't call for Islamic State. Don't call for Khilafah. Don't call for bringing back Islam. Forget this. This cannot be happening. This cannot be happening. You have to be, you have to be, you have to be pragmatic. That's cannot, this is, this is impossible. This is impossible. That's what they are saying nowadays, exactly what they told Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What they told Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now, if I want to think about it a little bit, and if we, if we want to look at this from, you know, from mind perspective, if I want to be smart, okay, now the people of Quraysh, they offering me what? They offering me the kingdom. They offering me the kingdom. I could be a king. And once I am the king, once I put my step on the throne, then I will change the whole society the way I want. This is being realistic. This being pragmatic. This being pragmatic. That's what happened in Egypt. Exactly, that's what happened in Egypt. What happened in Egypt? No, you can't have an Islamic state over there. Okay, that's fine. I am calling for what? I am calling for a civil state, democratic state. But that's against Islam. No, what I am looking for is what? Just to put myself in that position. And then I will change the whole thing gradually. What happens? Just one year. Only this, maybe less than a year. They overthrow him. Because this is not the way Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam changed the society. Rasul sallallahu he rejected all of these. He told them, I am a warner. You take Islam, all of it, and this is your luck in this dunya and the hereafter. If you don't, then I will be patient. And be patient and calling for Islam and calling for Islam until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it prevailing. Then look what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. During this process of compromise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And their purpose was to tempt you away from what we have revealed to you so you can invent invent something from you and claim it's from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you do that, you will be their friend. If you call for democracy, you are their friend. They will love you. They will promote you big time. If you call for civil state, you're the man. You are their friends. They will help you. They will support you. That's what they're looking for in Syria nowadays. They're looking for somebody, somebody who accepts their agenda. To give him money and to give him weapons and to give him everything in one condition. In one condition. To be deviated from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa They are about to deviate you, to move you away from Islam, from what we revealed to you, what we revealed you, to, to you. وَلَوْلَا أَن ثَبَّتْنَاكَ لَقَدْ كِتَّ تَرْكَنُوا إِلَيْهِمْ شَيْءٍ قَلِيلًا It is the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he made you stay firm in front of all of these attempts. 
If it was not the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you are nearly have inclined to them a little. Means what? If you compromise a little bit on your deen, if you give up a little bit from your deen, if you give up a little bit from your deen, if you give them what they are looking for, what's going to happen? This is for Muhammad Sallallahu This is addressing Muhammad Sallallahu If you do so, then what's going to happen to you? Then you will taste double the punishment in this dunya and double the punishment on the hereafter and give me anyone who will give you victory and who will support you and make you victorious if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is against you. That's Muhammad This is a clear message to anyone who has given up his deen, who has given up his message, who has given the people, the kuffar, what they are looking for, what they are looking for. If Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Muhammad if he was about to he about to incline a little, but he did not. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected him. And this is to teach us a message and a message to us. If you give him, if you give them what they want, then you will never be successful. Nobody will support you. And what happened in Egypt is a, a clear example. And it's the same attempt that's going to happen in that they are trying to do in, 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 in Syria. To be pragmatic, be realistic, accept the reality as is, forget a little bit about Islam, then you will forget all of your Islam. I would like to stop here, and inshallah ta'ala will continue next week. I would like to open the floor. If you have any comments or questions, please go ahead. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.